welcome to another episode of my Life Continues Everyday Podcast. I am Amanda Elu. My life. My life. <laughs> my life will continue every day. <laughs> my life continues every day. Well, my life continues every day. We move. My life continues every day with Amanda Elu. Alright, so my auntie just walked into the door and she said, she looked at me and she said, Oh my God, what did you do to your hair? And I said, uh, Yep, I have been trying to hide it. I keep, <laughs> I've been using scarf and stuff and she didn't see it. So she saw it right now and she's like, What did you do to your hair? I said, uh, It's been here like this for a long time now. And she said, Do you cover it? <laughs> okay, I know you'd be wondering, What did she do to her hair? I'm not telling you nothing, but I think eventually you would find out. Just keep following this podcast and everything would be clear someday to you. Okay, welcome to this podcast, to another episode of this podcast. Honestly, the past few weeks or days, in fact, since the last podcast till today, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. I just don't know where to start from. First, I need to start from the fact that I lost somebody. We were not really friends, but we're good. We performed together in different stages. I saw him last year. I think it was August or was it July? He was supposed to do something in a studio. I was rendering my spoken word poetry and he was doing his rap we we had a talk and it hurt me because we exchanged numbers again of course we were schoolmates actually we stayed in the same hostel in the university and it's a very funny way the way we met when i was still in school in the university um we had a school boss in school then in the university my hostel and we were all in line to get into the bus but for some reason this happens sometimes occasionally you see people want to rush okay and then there was a struggle and he he used his manpower and he pushed me and he he shoved me and then he went right into the bus i was so angry when i eventually got on that bus because i really struggled to be on that bus even if it meant standing because i really wanted to see him and talk to him so when I got on the bus, I looked at him and I said, so much for being a man. Hey, <laughs> I'd never forget that day. And he looked at me and he smiled and he put his earpiece. And oh, oh did he say, I think he said something because he's a very sarcastic person in a very sweet way though. He, he said something and I continued and got, he just used his earpiece and that's it. <sighs> the person I'm talking about is a brother to the person whose song is being used for this podcast i don't know if you listen to this podcast from the beginning there's a song you hear i am a wiener yes that song leonine my friend that's his brother now i was talking with leonine that's the singer of our song our podcast song one time because he's a good person he sings really good and you know we're talking as we shall he this is the person who is my friend as a matter of fact so i was talking with him and then he told me he had a brother he kept telling me he had a brother in the same hostel he had a brother in the same hostel he kept telling me he had a brother in the same hostel and i was wondering who is your brother is he as amazing as you are is he as awesome does he sing like you and said yeah he does sing but he's really into rap not singing and stuff and i, I wanted i really wanted to meet his brother <sighs> lo and behold today i saw this young man i said what this man 
who shoved me off the bus and then he walked up to me that's the brother all right god rest his soul <sighs> he walked up to me and he said okay can we let can we just let bygone be bygone right now that i know you know my brother and can we start on a, on a better note or, or the, you know everybody was struggling for that bus i'm sorry i did what i did but can we not do this again because i feel like you hate me <laughs> And I think we said something else and then we went on and then that's how we laughed and we kind of reconciled and that that was it. So I knew him and I had performed with him last year. I was about going in for my show sometime last week and I saw his picture on a group where we belong and I didn't even know what they were doing. I thought maybe it was his birthday. And I remember him telling me late um, sometime last year that I was just a terrible communicator because we had exchanged numbers and I had I have the issue I have it's 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 a, it's an issue actually for me I hardly call people I hardly reach out and that's not to say that I don't care about you it's it's just not cool I know that about me and I don't like it and he told me we I will exchange numbers uh, you don't chat me up if I don't chat you up on whatsapp so what's up Ah, good. I had to give my billion and one excuses once again because it's really, I really, I don't even know how to chat. I don't know how to chat. I call people, I think I have, I live in my own world, in my head, all alone. It's either I'm sleeping or I'm trying to imagine or I'm trying to write or act or do one thing or, you know, sometimes I forget I'm not the only person in the world. And I'm so, so sorry at this point. To people who know me, who listen to this podcast, I'm sorry if I've not been reaching out very well because that's what he said to me the last time. He said, you're not reaching out. What's up? We we laughed over it. We bantered and, and that was it. And I never reached out again. And I was told sometime, I was, I was preparing for my show and then I saw him on our group and I was like, why is this picture everywhere? Is it his birthday? I said, oh, I'll come back to him later. That's how bad it is. I'm trying to crucify myself here because all, over the week, my friends, because we were in the same hostel, so I know a lot. So some of my friends are his friends, okay? And also those of us who are very close to his brother automatically had to know him, you know? But then I knew him on a personal level, though. So I, I saw people posting pictures, saying so many. I didn't know what to I was scared. I have a lot. All right, I have a lot to talk about him. I know what I'm going. He said the last thing. The last thing he told me about my spoken word poetry piece was I was I was just telling him I don't actually do spoken word poetry like every other person, especially the modern day spoken word poets. I do it's a different kind of thing, and I don't know if it's even appreciated. And he was trying to explain to me no that every he was trying to tell me that it is in your difference that the genius in you is found. And he tried to explain how some other arts, which were measured by a certain standard, became something else. He tried to tell me how some other arts began to accommodate other styles all right, into them. Just because the persons who propounded them, per se, let me use the word propound, or the people who were really using them were faithful and consistent all right, to their style. You know, he, he other things. We talked about some things. I, I don't even know how to talk about them because I feel terrible. I feel really, really terrible. Okay, my, my story today is going to be longer than every other person's. And that's why today I may just have to share one story 
on these podcasts. I'm, yeah, because I have a lot to talk about and I'm going to talk about them because my life continues every day. A lot has happened. So I couldn't put up his picture and say all the sweet things or say everything. I didn't know what to say. I was, I told myself, you didn't even, when he was alive, he was asking for communication. What's up? What do you want to say now? What do you want to say now? And I, the, the more I think about it, the more it gets to me. I keep telling him, it was, it was just, it's difficult for me. Maybe someday I'll write a eulogy. Maybe someday I'll do something. But to, for now, I don't know. I just feel like I betrayed someone. And I'm basically just out there to pray for his soul. And I pray he, his family gets the fortitude to bear this loss. Because, Kai, he's, he was a young, he, he was, he's a young man. And he was full of energy. That's one thing that's common about everybody's testimony. He, he, he was a vibe. He was a vibe, honestly. It is always difficult to talk about this thing without going all emotional, but it's okay. I am really sorry, but who am I even saying sorry to? Well, his watch is ended and I keep hoping for his soul to rest in a better place. Hmm. I'm so sorry, I really... <laughs> okay, so over the weekend, I went to finish up a project and in turn see my parents and it was it was amazing because my mom was not expecting me as always and <laughs> she was happy to have me now um in nigeria just in case you're not from nigeria and you're listening to this there is a sit-at-home policy for um a certain figurehead or public figure as far as the eastern part of nigeria is concerned he is an activist and this person was uh, he's been he's been incarcerated for for some time now he's been under custody under um police custody on that locks and chains that's what it's used for that's a metaphor for jail yeah mm. that's where he's been right now or well, that's where he's been for some time now and then um some ardent followers um decided to i don't know in solidarity decide to dedicate Mondays to him so that he would be released to something and then they declared a sit-at-home policy. That's basically it, sit-at-home. Although I'm really trying hard, I know I, I know this might eventually be a thing, but I, I just have to talk about it. I'm not really sure how that would help us, especially we in the eastern part of Nigeria, how this person whom we think is a leader and who has been jailed, how are sitting at home and not going to work. In fact, um, remember I work in a media house. We had cases of some people who were supposed to take a certain exam in Nigeria called NECO. Uh, yes, it's a kind of final exam for those in high school. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them missed the examinations because of the sit-at-home policy, while others were brave enough to leave. Yes, of course, the suspension of the sit-at-home came later later that day so some people were not even well informed and their parents of course were afraid because they live in very sensitive areas where whenever these things happen whenever this such sort of rules come up there is always a riot and people are being killed so in order to save their children's life they told them to stay indoors so their kids stayed back and these people missed the examinations that's a story for another day so i still i i, I kept telling my dad how exactly is this sit-at-home policy supposed to help us? 
I had so many things. I kept waiting for them to tell me something really tangible because this is the eastern part of Nigeria. And we feel that we have been marginalized. We are complaining about a lot of things. Now, when we sit at home, isn't it affecting our own economy? Because, because if you wanted to do this sit at home, maybe you'd be talking to Nigerians in diaspora or Nigerians in the place where people who are holding this indigenous leader are, you know, maybe to punish them, something like that. Not us. Because I still do not understand it. It still doesn't make any sense to me. Don't go to work because we're all, we're not even mourning him because he's still alive. He is still alive, all right? So what are we doing exactly? We're angry? What, what was that? Is a sacrifice? That's some sort of prayer? I, because I really needed them to come clear and say what, what this whole thing was all about. And, and a lot of things, a lot of things happened. And the problem with some of these things is maybe the initiators of this kind of situation, this kind of policies have a very clear picture of what they wanted to achieve. But there are other people who are miscreants and they would always, always step their foot into these things to ruin it. So you have to be very diplomatic sometimes when you take out some policies when you want to make some poll if you want to make some rules you have to consider a lot of things there are persons who are miscreants there are persons who who don't have anything doing they just love to cause problem they love to cause havoc so when you do these things you think you're helping and these people they they just hinge on it and they cause more problems if you if you follow the news you definitely see what happened in some parts of in some parts of um nigeria and yes truth be told Truth be told, a lot has been happening, not just because this happened, not just because of the sit-at-home policy. A lot has been happening in this part of, of Nigeria. A lot. People are being killed. People are being killed for whatever the reason, for political reason, for enmity, for I don't know. A lot. And you know what? It's the innocent people who go down. The innocent people keep going down. Yes, there is a problem. There is a problem. And we're supposed to fight this problem. Now, when we're trying to fight this problem, it is just insensitive of us to cause another problem because someone would tell me oh you're complaining about this one problem that came out from sitato what of the problems that have been yes they have been ongoing but are we now going to use wrong to solve wrong because so many people went down so many people went down from the sit-at-home policy now why did i talk about sit-at-home policy my parents asked me to go because the plan was go home stay the weekend and come back on monday I had work on Monday, but it was in the, in the evening, okay? So I could have bit time. I could have, I would meet up if I had stayed back with my parents for the weekend, okay? But my parents were afraid of these things, all right? And everybody, well, everybody actually, because I saw, so it was, it was really everywhere was almost locked up when we we're coming and then it was really raining. People were going home. People were going back. They didn't know what would happen. I mean, that's not the kind of life that it should be. For, that's what I think. Yes, people at the top are messing up. Yes, they actually are. We know they have failed us. That's the truth. And we have to do everything within our capability to make things or capabilities to make these things better. But I said, we cannot kill our own. Trying to, we cannot try to save our own by killing our own. That's my own problem. That's the whole problem with the sit at home policy. People were rushing home. So people, I was rushing. And I got into something that would have hurt me, but thank God it did not. Okay, so I, I, I bought a vehicle 
and uh, vehicle was so terrible. Now, this person, this driver, that's another problem in the world. Why are we like this? So I overheard this driver talking to his one partner. The partner actually stopped along the way. Okay, he was telling this his partner. I know this this boss is bad, and that's why I cannot. He, he he does not of course he wasn't taking that route he was an abuja driver okay i'm not gonna call the name of the company mm -mm, there's no need okay he actually is a driver who who um towed the abuja route okay not umwahia route so he decided to so he said i'm that's why i'm taking it to umwahia a place where i know i can fix this car because i can't take it you know i can't take it back to abuja and I said to myself, okay, what's he talking about? Okay, people behind were actually saying they noticed that something was wrong with the bus. Something was wrong with the bus. But if you were truthful or sincere enough to tell your friend that this bus is bad, you as a driver and you people as a transport company, why did you people, why would you even get passengers on the bus? It's risky. You, the driver, you're actually at risk. I don't know what his reasons were for trying to go fix it in Umwahia, but he would have hurt himself, yes. And so we began a journey. Hmm. Of course, of course, we would stop at some point. He would check. He would check and he would make a call because I kept hearing him making calls and saying, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. I know this thing is about to go off, but I don't. He kept saying it. And I was telling myself, what kind of joke is this? It was really raining that day. And I think he was also trying to, uh, of course, run, go to a place where he maybe he had family in Umwahia. You get? Maybe he was actually running because every person, someone was saying on the bus, I'm going back to my village because I don't even know what this sit at home would um, cause. Because, of course, some people would definitely come out and break the rule. And you know how these people would be hurt by people who think they are fighting for our betterment. So many things, so many speculations. And people were rushing. I was rushing back. I, I should have stayed back, but I rushed because I knew that if I did not, I wouldn't have been out on Monday. If I had tried it on Monday, I might hurt myself because there will be people there to monitor my movement, to monitor people's movements. Now, we got to a, a certain area. Now, I, this place is, let, how do I explain it? Every time I pass there from Umwahia, I often do a mental calculation of what would happen to a human being who got stuck or stranded here why anytime you approach that that place it's in somewhere in emo state of nigeria this place is um <laughs> the only thing that's that's um, civilized about this place is the tad road and i think there are some poles some electric poles that's the only thing there are, there are no houses. It's a very thick forest. I think there is a word in biology for such places. So it's a very, it's, it's a jungle. So whenever you get to that place, whenever I get to that place, I use two networks. All right. So whenever I get there, it scissors. You don't see network on your phone. You cannot call. Everything wipes off. And I remember some movies where people who are being kidnapped, people who are being waylaid on their way, get kidnapped at such points because this is a perfect place for kidnappers. You stop there and you're stranded. There is nothing that can happen to you. Of course, I think some other network providers, I eventually I found that there are some network providers who, who actually do not fail when it gets to that point. But then my network providers, the two network network that I work with, they don't work there.
So I kept always, anytime I passed that, say, this is going to be terrible if any person got stranded here. You would be, you look into this forest, you can't even see through. It's so thick, very thick. Now, guess what happened? This was where our bus stopped at 6 p.m. Nigerian time. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? When it stopped, vehicles that were passing kept telling us this is not a good place to stop as if we had <laughs> as if it was within our power but i think they were trying to help they kept telling us pack you need to pack well and this is not a good place this is the worst place to don't it was a hill it actually is a hill now while we we're waiting a, a lady a certain lady one of the passengers said if i see a private car right now i'm going to flag it down and i don't care i'm, I'm just going to join i don't even know what happened to me and how i got my own morale and i told her yes so me too we, i didn't finish what i said and there was a white car a private car and then she flagged him down she whipped him down and he stopped i was surprised because i think okay the both of us did it together and it stopped i was surprised and we went there and then he, the lady started talking to him and told him, please, we're going, this is what happened. And he was saying, this place is a very bad place, as a matter of fact. And then she told him, yes, she, know, she knows. And that's why she's actually looking for help. That's why we are looking for help. That, and then he said he was not going to Umwahia because Umwahia was my last final destination, of course. And this is a neighboring state, yeah? And then he said he'll get to a point where he's, he, he would stop that he won't take us to Umwaha because he's going somewhere else. But then he'd make sure he stops or he'd stop us where we would get um, a vehicle going to Umwaha. We hesitated. I went back to the bus to pick my belongings and some, some guys were telling me, don't enter that car. Hey, <laughs> don't enter that car. You don't know who these people and you know how things are right now in the world. I was scared. I told myself. But, but somewhere in my heart, I wasn't really perturbed, you know? You know how when your spirit is telling you don't do... My spirit was not bad at all. And I told myself, Amanda, I don't know what to say, but it's looking as if if you perish, you definitely perish. Like if you were meant to perish today, you perish. Because standing here... I didn't even know much about that place at the time. I just knew that my network had ceased and this place is not good at all. This place is not good. I just was not okay with that place. So it was me, a reverend sister, and the other lady who was bold enough to talk to the man who entered this car. Amidst the whole whispers here and there, don't do, don't go, don't go and stuff. We entered. We entered. I did the sign of the cross and I prayed. And the man just, <laughs> I didn't pray out loudly, of course. It was just silent prayer. And ladies and gentlemen, can I pause for a while and tell you how beautiful this car was? Oh, God, 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 some people, oh. But then vanity upon vanity, all this vanity, more and more this vanity, this particular vanity, it was dope. Sorry. <laughs> His car was so cool. It was good. It was obviously not. Uh, uh, it's obviously not a car made in. It was just, it was, it was just. I don't want to say anything, Jo, because, of course, I don't think there's a car made in Nigeria yet, but this one is specifically... Ah, I think it was straight from whoever it is. That, I think it's... I don't know the... I don't know. I don't know the model, the car model. I wasn't interested, but this car was good, man. And he was kind. He... I feel he noticed the uneasiness, and I know he knew that the world was not a good place. So he changed the song to a gospel song. You know, we, these are women and they were scared. And there's a reverend sister and he had to put a gospel song so that we all feel like, and I said, oh, this one, it's <laughs> a go to church, thank God. Meanwhile, he spoke so beautifully. I think he doesn't reside in Nigeria. Hey, Oma, let me keep it, let me keep it low. Though. Mm. 
I have talked for a very long time, but this is my life that I'm telling. This is my life story. I'm telling my own life story like this. Hmm. So this man took us and he crossed. He was going to his village. He crossed his village and he kept, he kept, he kept driving. So we got to a, a park and they said all the, all the vehicles going to Umaha. It was a Sunday. So it was typical of vehicles not to be around at the time. I mean, people don't even go to work on that day you know so even if they come to work they would dismiss earlier than usual so we hey god he kept driving us he drove us to in fact he drove us miles away from his destination and it was really getting late hey eventually we found the bus he made sure we found the vehicle taking us to umwahia before he left we kept thanking him he said if he was not late I will take you people to your destination but it's late and i'm going to my village hey. I, once again, I said I, I, I said I would talk about it on my podcast because they've been they, people tell stories, yeah, of how they've been kidnapped in such situations or how uh, it, they were given a lift and something bad happened. So today, I'm here to tell you of a story of how I was given a lift and nothing nothing bad happened to me. It was a miracle. I'm not saying people should keep you, of course. You, it's not even safe. I don't even know who gave me the morale to or all of us the morale to join that car that vehicle but i'm saying that there are still kind people because he left his destination he he, he took us to where we were supposed to get a bus even after on on, on two occasions we got to different parks they kept telling us no vehicle he kept driving he wasn't going to leave us stranded that's the thing there are kind people. I said, let me say it. Of course, he won't listen to this podcast. He does not know about this podcast. Or maybe he will one day and maybe he wouldn't even know it's him. But he was telling us the story of that place. He said that hill is a very terrible place. As a kid, he told us that as a kid, when he was still young, he was told the story of how that hill, the beginning was how that hill actually was where a lawyer was crushed. A very reputable lawyer renowned of course people die yes but i think there was a set there were certain conditions surrounding his death on that hill and so that hill was named after that lawyer you know like when people want to talk this they call it in their in their land i'm not going to speak it because i can't say it in their dialect but he, he said it in their dialect and then translated it means roughly translated it means the the hill that killed the lawyer that's basically what it is and then he was telling us how there was a bad river there Okay, for some of you who don't believe in voodoo, well, well, this is it. And there was a bad river there. And that so many times, so many times, people were crushed to death on that spot. It's like a thing every month. It's a thing. Okay. And while he was saying it, a girl by my side said, yes, she knows the story that her mother, her mother who had gone for a funeral with the, who were shot, they were on their way to a funeral okay when they got to that point and their car spoiled they were attacked by robbers there by kidnappers as a matter of fact and one of them was kidnapped and till date she does not know the story anymore because that's it one of them they were going for a colleague's father's burial and when they got to that point they were you know stopped robbed and one of them kidnapped do you understand Honestly, that place is, is a perfect place for kidnappers. I don't kidnap nobody, but I know that that place is perfect. <laughs> no, you need to be there to understand what I'm saying. So it was, it was just it. And then we eventually boarded a bus. And so many things happened. I might not be able to exhaust everything that happened. This is not the end of my story, by the way. But I'm going to give room for the next person who um, 
who made it to today's podcast. I'm just going to share one story and that's it because I know I've spent so much, so much, so much telling my story and things that happened, but I felt like I should let you know my life continues every day. Yeah. And this is what happened. And, um, there was a delay in this particular episode because I know I would have posted earlier than now, but it's here now. And I hope you enjoy it. It's a very, this, I know this is long. It's a lot, a lot. I, I can't say everything actually today. Some other time I'd continue. Today, we have somebody else whose story comes up on this podcast. Let's listen. I have my work out for me. It's not easy being a first daughter in a typical African home. I'm 27 and already surrounded with mates who are married with two to three kids. I'm like the, becoming the auntie. And then, because you have dreams that, and goals you want to achieve, that if you will be hindered by marriage, I feel stuck. I'm cool, I think. But when my eyes think is closed in sleep, everything keeps flooding back. I think where you're supposed to be. How long will this go, man? Is it when you're 40? I admit, I used to think marriage is not the thing. But when your mother opens your mouth and says, you're blocking the road to my house. Even though maybe she didn't mean it, Somehow it keeps ringing in my ears and then you hear somehow you're stopping your siblings from. And I come to think about it. How do first daughters and first sons actually handle all these things? Because really, the pressure is much. Not just from your family. Outsiders your friends come on this thing about marriage and then you don't have a standby job even though you're struggling to build your business but all the same my life continues every day and I think I should be I'm not even saying this one. <sighs> A lot to take in. A lot to take in. A lot to take in. I'd really want to say stuff about this, but let me just stop at my life continues every day and her life continues every day. And I'm glad her life continues every day. And I hope somehow that people understand that life is a gift. Because... <laughs> After I lost Cavalli, that's that's his nickname, Cavalli. The person I told you who died, the friend who died. That's when I knew. No, I keep saying tomorrow is not promised, but 
I think it was in Cavalli's case that I understood better how tomorrow is actually... Some would say tomorrow is promised. Yes, okay, I don't wish nobody death. I'm just saying anything could happen at any time. Just so we know. It may not be death. It could be anything. And so while you're at it, while you're, while you're still alive, while you are at it, endeavor to do what you must, to do what you should. Because just like me, you may wake up to find out that the person who told you that you've not been communicating well with them has gone to the great beyond. And you'd be left with some sort of regrets here and there. Make sure that you reach out to people who you have issues with and settle these things out, iron it out. I wish us the best. I know this episode is kind of funny for you or maybe long or somehow, but I think it, it calls for sober reflection. And for the lady who shared her story with us, thank you so much, darling. Thank you doing this. Thank you so much for the courage to share. Thank you. I appreciate you now and always. And to all of you who listen to today's podcast, God bless you. And may his angels protect you. I am Amanda Elo and my life continues every day. I'm living a good life, no stress and no strife Every day I keep moving up Monday to Sunday, steady balling If you more can have young one, it's a one who's up ah.